Welcome to City in Snow. This is a modified Dungeons Dragons 5th edition Let's Play podcast. I'm Lizzie. I use she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Anna, she, her. I am playing the deep elf Ilivara, who recently revealed she is related to Elthana, the founder of Elthana Stand. Hi, I'm Lane. I use she, her, and I play Hannah, the half-elf fighter, who... Un- like kind of surprisingly stepped up and told Six to stop fucking up. <laughs> Hi, I'm Izzy. I use they, them. I play Yor, who's a tiefling paladin. And last time, they stuck close to the others in the Master Spellrites, Tubicraft's shop slash residence, and healed Six of a vision of flicking poison. Hello, my name is Miranda. I use he, him, or they, them pronouns, and I play Six, the tabaxi sorcerer, who last time had a vision affliction cursed upon him and also was concerned that his uncle was poisoned and created a scene. Necessarily. I still feel bad for yelling at you in character. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's part of a character. (laughs) It is. And certainly he would not have liked that. Okay, so last time, the party discussed an order of operations for what they wanted to do. They started their way to the store of and home of Master Spellwright, the Eclectic Eccentric. They found the assistant, an elderly elf, murdered in the back room, and the storefront in disarray. Looking through the building, the party encountered a few traps on the way to the Master Spellwright's private chambers and a secret trapdoor under the dining room table. While on their way back to the house of the First Bastion Mercenary Company, they spotted Teva ducking into an alleyway in the slant, the uh, not-so-great part of town. Getting back to the house, they found Teva there as well, and when they checked on Tebethaniel, he was only asleep and very much alive. So, what was the consensus on on where and when to start? So, we're not the only ones on the task of looking for the element representative objects for the ritual, right? Currently, you are. Okay. And the reason is that everyone else is either um, a child... Or they work here and aren't, say, walking around in armor and a sword. Or they're doing other things, other tasks. I hope the child thing only refers to Mary. <laughs> Are there more children? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, um, uh, Cheery. Oh, Cheery, Cheery. Okay. I mean, I don't want to be the one to be like, let's split up gang. But at the same time, maybe... Like, six and one other person could stop by the shop and then meet up with someone else. Maybe, like, the other guys go. So I have here our tasks. I wrote down, in the House of the Master spell, right, we need the oils, which we didn't get. We need the objects related to the elements, of which we need one more. And they need to be personal items of the master spell, right? So it does make sense to go back. And there's a possibility Teva's doppelganger might be there. 
Maybe. And then we also have JT and Marib, right? I got that right? Correct. And mm -hmm. checking in with the Shadow Stalkers about the troll situation. So, I don't think going back to the store would be a waste of time, and I don't think it necessarily would be good to, like, stick that at the end of our list just because, you know, it's already shown signs that it's been, like, ransacked, so who knows, like, we might go back and there might not be stuff there anymore. I mean, you say don't split, but I'm genuinely thinking, like, maybe Hannah and your go back to the sh go back to the shop, and like Six and Ilavara go off and do one of the others, because it is from what we've seen and I'm now aware of, it's probably starting to get time sensitive. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we have we split maybe would but like in I say in that sort of configuration. The only reason why I hesitate, I, let me check my arcana, but, like, if the, if we do find the oils hidden somewhere and they weren't actually stolen, then, like, Six would be the one who would be able to identify them, I think. Yeah, true. Um, mm. uh, my arcana's only plus one. Right. <laughs> In character. In character. Round the table. Come on. <laughs> okay, in character. Uh, Do you want an NPC at the table as well, or or what? I mean, if it would make sense to have someone there, yeah. I I just need to f figure out where they put the table. Um, I want to say that they basically locked Dave in the library, and Master Dragonheart and Hyacinth are having a talk with a capital T in the kitchen. So, and you know that, so you know that if you have a question, that's where you could go. Yeah. Okay, so, in character, around the table. So we are um, being pulled a few different ways, I think. Um, quite frankly, I'm not really sure what we should do next. We've already reported that the shop has been broken into, and hopefully the members of this Guild will be able to find what we could not, maybe? I am thinking that perhaps we should return to the site of the Master Spellwright's living quarters and shop, just because we still require one more object of his, and also the oils. But it might also just be retreading old ground and a huge waste of time, so I don't believe it to be such. Um, I would be willing to go, maybe not alone, but I'd be willing to go. I don't know what is more important between JT and finding JT and Marib and contacting the Shadow Stalkers. Quite honestly, I don't think contacting the Shadow Stalkers is important right now, says. More pressing things at hand. So finding JT and Marib would be more pressing then. I don't like suggesting it, but I think we go two and two. All in favor? Aye. 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 Raise their hand. We raise our hands. Mm -hmm. All right. 
it's unanimous. But who goes where? I think that I should go to the House of the Master Spell, right? The Eclectic Eccentric, because I would be able to identify the oils if we missed them during our first pass. Who would like to come with me? I mean, realistically, it comes down to who would be better at identifying magical things. So I guess that would be you and Dilivara, maybe? Hmm. <laughs> like, Six is just sort of looking at Ilivara and Yorn, like, very conspicuously and says, Actually, Hannah, I could use some muscle, I think. You know. She kind of, like, perks up a little and goes, Yeah. I can do that. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Six is my wingman, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, we split the party. Oh, yeah. It hurts both my player and my DM's soul to say that. <laughs> do it, do it. Yeah, we're splitting the party. Let's split yeah. up, gang. <gasps> right, let's go then. Um, best of luck, you two. Uh, your Ilvar, um, please stay safe. Nod. Yeah, you too. Yes, I eagerly anticipate meeting again. Hannah, hmm? don't kill him, please. What? I wasn't going... What? So just turn around. <laughs> Let's go. What did you mean by... Okay. She means I'm annoying. That's all. Nothing about you, Hannah, dear. Okay. I'll punch you if you're annoying. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that means Six and Hannah are going to the Eccentric Eclectic. Okay, and you and Ilavar are going to... Well, we gotta find out where JT and Maravar is. We should probably ask the two grown-ups in the kitchen over there. <laughs> the two grown-ups. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the grown-up talk happens. In the kitchen. <laughs> okay, so are Hannah and Six leaving right away? Yeah, yes. Um, I'm gonna say Six checks the the door real quick before leaving. The door to the library or study where Teva is being held. Is it still locked? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she's being held! <laughs> they told her to not leave, so very specifically. Um, yeah, so the door is unlocked, and uh, are, you, are you going in? Yeah, I'm just gonna peek my head in. And Six is like, hey, Teva, uh, sorry about everything that happened earlier. We're gonna get it all sorted out. Don't you worry. But stay here. Bye. And then he closes the door. Yeah, when you looked at David, she was, um, uh, sitting up in one of the chairs, um, impeccable posture having a book in front of her, but maybe not necessarily reading it, just kind of sitting still and trying not to think about tr being in trouble. 
Yeah, we'll have this all sorted soon. Goodbye. And he closes the door. Thanks. Oh. He looks at Hannah and he's like, I hate her so much. Oh, um. She's too perfect. Let's go. She's going to take a second and be like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> and then fall Okay. So you're led out by the human man. I'm I'm going to assume out the side door. He undoes the room so the whole thing's broken so that you can walk out through the opening and the protections and then redoes the security. Let's bounce back to your and Ilivara. I'm not entirely sure what we're doing or why why we're doing it. JT and Marib are members of the company, right? Yes. Yeah, we need them to free up some hands. Yeah, actually, uh, York, can you give me, oh, both of you, give me a history check? Sure. Ooh, 19. Ah, pass on. Very nice. Whoa! Same roll. Wow. Oh. Double Plus 19. <laughs> You're so in sync. <laughs> It's almost like we're meant to be together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Marib and JT. Elvara, you're like, wait, one of them, one of them is the Master Keyfinder, and one of them is the Master Shieldbreaker. And yours, like, oh, JT is totally the Master Keyfinder because Marib is the Hobgoblin. Okay, and we need to find these people? Yes, yeah. So there is a place uh, that Hyacinth will be able to give you the location of somewhere that is one of JT's known haunts and another location that is a prominent bar where sometimes Marib can be found. That's like her... um, What's it called? Like a P.O. box. Okay. First messaging. But uh, usually what happens is that Halros, Master Spellwrite, will just, you know, just ping a spell message. Just do ascending and everything's easy and magic cures everything and we don't have to send people running all over the city. Right. So. Okay. We're finding them and then letting them know what's happened and that it's an emergency. You can say whatever you like. Okay. What's the name of the bar? It's called the Anvil Paradise. Anvil Paradise? Yes, the Anvil Paradise. It is located in... On the edge of the Grey Guilds District, which I believe is where the Blushing Busk is. It is not... It's not necessarily in the same area, but you've probably passed it once or twice before. Okay. And then JT, what were the areas we're going to go check for him? Them? I don't know. JT's place is located in an inn that's on the Coal River, um, but it is in the Shannon's Roost District, which is the northerly district of the city. It's not um, a very uh, prosperous or exciting place to live, but it's certainly... Mm, anonymous in its normalcy. Okay, sounds like we have a good trail. 
yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, having an apartment on the edge of a city that's just not quite like a nice suburban house, but like, you know, you have a view of the river, so that's not nice. Okay. Then, um, if we get directions from Hyacinth, is that possible? Yes. So, looking at my inventory, I think I have everything I need. Didn't we get some healing potions or something from somebody? You gave yours to mine to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Your has it like marked a little differently than the other one. Okay. That's cute. Is it possible we might I'll ask Hyacinth this. Is it possible we might have other consumables in case of trouble? Do you mean other potions or Yes. <laughs> She's, like, thinking about her weed brownies and doesn't want to share. <laughs> <laughs> Calling her out. Um, Do you want my, like, personally mixed tea? Or... Is that you to Hyacinth? Or, <laughs> or Hyacinth to you? That's um, Hyacinth. <laughs> I mean, she's, of course, going to offer you whatever brownies are available in the kitchen now. <laughs> Um, healing brownies. Oh my god, Ilavara eating a pot brownie and not knowing. <laughs> that would be wacky. It would probably have a different effect because of your thing with poison that you don't have yet. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, these do nothing. Eats three of them. <laughs> yeah. So Hyacinth uh, reaches up for a top shelf and reaches for a jar filled with uh, they look like raisins or currants and she hands you she just takes a big scoopful and says so these are good berries they're not great but they'll help in a pinch thank you I, I guess I have an extra sat like sachet I'll put them in or something so how many good berries do we get I can't put a handful in my inventory <laughs> that's fair um, roll me 3d12 that's a lot yeah she has big hands hey that's a lot oh, of good berries nice 23 okay so Yor and Ilavara are also on their way out mm -hmm. after getting some help okay you're leaving same thing with uh, the man I'm just going to keep on describing him because no one has asked his name yet and I want to see how far we go. Oh. Now, it's totally fine. I just want to see how far it can get. <laughs> Opens the, the door for you. This human male. <laughs> this human male with brown hair and uh, unshaven scraggly goatee. Aragorn. Not that hot. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> okay. I was just going to say it sounds like my kind of guy, but okay, so where are we? I'm going to do right, right this big building all the way at the back in the court section, the government section, because the first Bastion Mercenary Company lives in the old it basically lives in the old fortress of the city. Mm -hmm. So in this section, right next to the mercenary company, you have a collection of buildings that is the the governmental section of town. So that's going to be uh, the offices. There is technically a presiding lord. 
However, the Lord basically sits at the head of a council of guild masters. Okay. So it's not like a full feudal monarchy system. That is also where the jail is. That's the... the we spoke about this at the beginning, but I don't think it's been mentioned since. The, the watch for the town, they're called the Badgers. And they have like a little badger badge. They're named after the badge that they have. Because the station oh, okay. is the badge. So badger, it badger, is- badger, badger, badger. <laughs> <laughs> roger, roger. And um, they're all named Roger. And no, um, the badgers, um, it's almost like jury duty uh, in America where you get called to potentially participate in a civic duty. So it isn't like a career position. It's like I need to put down uh, my the tools of my craft for a certain amount of time so that I can drag drunk people back into a tank. And that's... It's like a draft, sort of, mixed with jury duty with a like, yeah. little pinch of hall monitor in there. Yeah, there's... I, I like liken it a bit more to hall monitor because one of the things that you've encountered with these people is that they check papers and... Especially in summer when there's a lot more traffic, both on the river and in the town for commerce, they basically make sure that, you know, if there's anyone caught stealing, that they are brought into to the jail area. Or if people are going in and out, that they help make sure that um, goods are you know, people who are getting off ships and transferring goods are doing so in an orderly manner so that there isn't extra traffic. It's a little bit of an optimistic look, but I like that better than having a standing police force. <laughs> but because of that, some of the guilds have a bit more power. And sometimes that power means that they handle things internally. So that is what's in that section. Also near the the First Bastion Mercenary Company house. The slant, which is the southern slums of the town. And it's called the slant because the southern part of town, which overlooks the bay, is a hill where the top of the hill are the extremely nice houses and mansions. And that's where Tabith Daniel has the Seaworthy Estate. Is it's a house all the way at the top of the hill, so the slant is the area that is just on a slant. And then across the street from that is Shannon's Roost, which is in the older, less interesting part of town. And that's the city west of the Coal River. So we have everyone out on the streets in pairs. We have Six and Hannah. Yor and Ilavara, all going to separate places. Now, Yor and Ilavara, you had two separate options. Which one do you want to go to first? We could go in an order that it, like, we hit the first one first, which I assume would be JT's haunt. It, it is. It is to confirm that. Or we could hit that on the way back. Yeah, that's. 
if we hit that second, then we can pass by if the others are still there, just to, like, peek. Okay. I have kind of a feeling that Marob isn't going to actively be there. Uh, true. So we could just leave a note and then circle back around and go to JT second. Okay. Okay. And break. Okay. So let's go back to... We're bouncing back to Hannah and Six. Could I get perception checks and tell me if there's anything you want to do on the way? However, you know the route already. You did this earlier this morning. Oh, natural 20 on perception. Oh, Jesus. For a total of 24. Oh, man, I got a nine, which includes a plus five. <laughs> With a nine, uh, you don't, I don't think you quite recognize some of the people on the way there, but you do, you know, you, everything seems to be in order. Nothing seems to have gone astray, awry in any way. And Lane, with a 24, uh, you run into someone you know. Um, why are they in this section of town? Um, I don't know. It depends on who it is. <laughs> Yana? Am I pronouncing Yana correctly? Yana. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think of that, I would literally just run up to her, just give her a huge hug. Six just sort of, like, stands up, like, you know, to the side, like, slowly approaches, smiling, but isn't, like, saying anything. Just sort of, like, expecting to be introduced, because he's all about that, like... Expecting to be introduced, like... (laughs) Six is great at parties. And by great, I mean incredibly awkward. Aww. Oh, honey. Oh, what brings you over here? Hi, Mama. Um, you're on a job. Uh, I've apparently picked up some work for the First Bastion Mercenary Company. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, and she kind of looks over to Six and goes, uh, this is one of my... Friends, co-workers, I'm not quite sure at the moment. Uh, six? How do you do? Six of Gypsum Bane, at your service. Oh, I am pleased to make your acquaintance. Any friend of Hannah's is a friend of mine. Oh, I'd hope I'd be her friend. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. What kind of work? Something... Not going to say too much because I'm not sure if I'm allowed, but uh, something quite bad happened to someone higher up. I don't really remember the name. And we're, we're set to go and collect some things for him. She kind of looks over to six, like, hey, uh, help uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> we. Well, that uh, sounds mighty important. Yes, it is of the utmost importance. Uh, we're just heading over to the Eclectic Eccentric right now, if you're familiar with that shop. I don't think so, actually. Oh, okay. I don't see a reason why she would be. She's not eclectic or eccentric. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, did you describe Yama? Oh, I did not. Would you? Yama is an adorable tiefling woman. She, her pronouns? Yes. <laughs> okay. With pink skin and light mint hair. And she's really happy to see Hannah. 
She's probably dressed in uh, nicer clothes than what would normally be around here. And I think I think this is probably it. She's in this area of town because it has her favorite uh, lunch option. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> so I'm just going to, again, reach over, give her another big hug, and just go, um, I probably have to go now. It is quite urgent, but um, tell Mama Kel uh, um, I'll be visiting soon if you are around there. Okay. I love you, Mama. Bye. Did you raise Hannah? Oh, you bet. You should be very proud. Oh, you, your friend is such a nice person. The six is just like glowing. <laughs> such a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, don't be late. Click, 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 click. Bye-bye. got the name already. Stay safe. Goodbye, Madam Mothwatcher. And then as we're leaving, he's like, wait. Does she have the same last name as you? Um, kind of. Um, long story short, when my mamas got married, Mama Yana wanted to take Mama Kel's name, but she's quite a well-known politician, and it would be a bit of a mix-up if she changed her name. Oh. So Mama Yana took the second half of Mama Kel's name, and they put them together. Oh. So it's a bit of a mouthful. But she is a Yana Mothwatcher Mir. Oh, okay. She doesn't like it when you call her MM. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I would never. Please don't hit on my mom. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Hannah. Who do you think I am? <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> I've not known you for very long. That seems like okay. That's just nothing to fear, my dear. I am, to put it bluntly, not attracted to women. Okay. Your mom is safe. Okay, sounds good. Let's get to the store. Yes. (laughs) Just going. It's just like an awkward silence on the way to the store. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's not processed in her head. Ah, fellow gay. (laughs) <laughs> he could be ace if that was like he didn't put it that bluntly unfortunately yeah okay yeah I find it funny because you were already put off by his like introduction to you where he like kissed your hand <laughs> he's like just so nah he's just like this <laughs> which is why she said don't flirt with my mom please Okay, so you get to the eccentric eclectic. So we had previously said that there was a front door and a side door. What would you like to do? Let's go in by the side door again. Yes, I mean, that's also the most discreet entryway. Let's go. So let's go. I believe you shut it, but I don't believe it locked. His. No one had taken keys. Open it and go inside again. And as we kind of go in, I'm going to go, Six, you are in general a little more perceptive and, well, you know what, quite frankly, you know what you're looking for. I could tell you about swords or weaponry. And you'd be the first one I'd ask, Hannah. And Six, where do you want him to look? Yeah, we, I think we're just going to have like a, another 
sweep of the building, I guess. Okay. So, I guess Six will take a gander. And Hannah will assist. Okay, give me investigation checks, both of you. Uh, I'm going to say with advantage, both of you, because this is your second go-through. Yeah. Let's get that minus two. Okay. I rolled two. The first was 18. The second was a two. So with advantage is 18. My highest was 10. Oof. That's what I say to that 10. I still have a minus two in intelligence, guys. Yes. (laughs) You're doing your best. Truly doing your best. So, are you, you're looking throughout the entire area that you've been through before, right? Yeah. So, manage to bypass or at least jump out of the way for the web situation on the stairs. As far as you can tell, nothing has changed. Meantime, so you go through the bedroom and the closet and the bathroom with the bagel tub. And just, you know, the the herbs all lined up in the bathroom for you know for someone's back oh well i'll take a handful of the herbs because maybe that'll suffice for earth but i'll keep my eyes open for something better okay well you got an 18 so i'm gonna say that next to the herbs you also find some like tinctures and you know my brain went straight to like a charcoal um, skin treatment or toothpaste, something made from uh, like a salve that includes uh, a grittiness like a sand. So I'm going to say you've definitely found something, let's say, <laughs> sand based. Could be earthy as well, perhaps, so I'll take it without thinking too much about it. It's a salt face scrub. Um, take like a little whiff. It smells like the sea. Hmm. Okay, Six is gonna pocket it. I mean, he's got like that patch of scales on his face, so he kind of like has like a secret interest in skincare. I feel like that tracks. Okay, and as you look through shelving. Kind of as we're doing this, I'm gonna just like, just like pipe up and just go. So, what do you think is actually in that um, little compartment, trapdoor thing? There must be something important in there, right? I think so, but um, I don't see how we could get past the traps unless you could spell magic or something, and not. Hmm. I can't brute force it too much. She says with 82 health. (laughs) (laughs) One might try. (laughs) You know, I could still go down there, even if it did rob me of my sight. I could feel around a bit, perhaps. I think one of the um, obstacles was I, when I held it up myself, even though I could shake off the effects, 
um, kind of difficult to hold up the hatch when disgusting shit is being sprayed in your face, so to speak. So I guess if we did decide to do that, um, I, I could hold it up and bear the brunt of the effects. You can stay on the outside and I will knock on the hatch if I need let out. Or yell. Okay, well, if we if we can't find whatever it is, that's the backup plan, okay? Alright. Um... Okay, so what are you trying to do? Um, I think we're, st- we're still. I think we're still looking around on topside for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we can't find what we're looking for, we're going to go back to the hatch and try what Six suggested. <laughs> what else is in the closet again? I forget. The closet had clothes, which include a variety of clothes. This guy liked clothes. It also had. Uh, what looked like it was missing a suitcase, and a lot of the clothes were missing. Not a lot, but a suitcase full of clothes were missing. So it's like someone had like a full array of hangers lined up, and there's just like uh, two feet of hangers got yanked and stuffed into a bag and ran off. Hmm. Uh, Six is going to go through the clothes in the closet and feel inside any pockets including, like, looking inside the lining of the inside for any pockets. Okay. To see if there's anything in there. Give me another investigation check. Investigation. I got a 21 with natural 20. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, what you discover while looking through is that this guy kept doubles of basically everything. So... You find, like, three separate little tobacco tins. You find a bunch of small-scale, um, what you recognize as a small-spell material components. Stuff like a little vial of sand in one place. A used-up inkwell. Um, small little what look like insect casings or dried grasshoppers or um, pieces of agate that look like eyeballs. So it's, you you basically, I don't want to say it's like, oh, you found the goblin pockets where people keep their buttons. (laughs) But these are all like the little spell components that are very easy to lose. So this guy probably just stuffed his each pocket of everything with whatever he could because it just, you know, it just got lost all the time. Love it. It's like finding, like, Kleenex or something in his pocket. Well, it's it's more like fa- finding, like, a half dollar in every sing- in, like, every other pocket because this guy, like, you know, it's like, oh, you just keep a 20 in all your pockets in case you ever need to... You need one ever because these things are not exactly cheap. They're pretty specific. Yeah. Um, one uh, specific thing you find that uh, I think might be of some interest is a small leather case with a diamond prism the size of your smallest little claw. <sighs> and it's set with some metal prongs, which attach to a silk string. Okay, so I'm going to take that. I'm going to okay. take the agate that looks like an eye. 
Okay. Do I find any, like, weird coins or anything? Oh, you find all kinds of coins. Because they travel a whole bunch, too, so... I'm going to take some coins as well, just because, um... You know, to give it back when you when he's oh well no no when he's up <laughs> no <laughs> just because I know in the tarot that uh, Earth is like associated with pentacles and like wealth and right. financial security, so I figure that might, in addition to the fact that it's made of ore, be an association, and the agate and the crystal as well are possibly success. No, I think the crystal is the biggest. It seems of the most personal importance, so that's probably going to be the thing. And I don't know enough about the ritual and, like, exactly what is supposed to represent Earth. So I don't know, like, if a crystal is the best representation of Earth or not, but we'll see. I think it's- but you have an array of things. Yeah. So, so Hyacinth yeah. has her choice of things. We just piled up all your belongings and hoped it would work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've come back more confused than ever. Um, That's just Hannah's state of being permanently. <laughs> was Hannah reincarnated? <laughs> we got coins, agate, crystal, and leather pouch. Is there something else that I grabbed? A small thing of sand, did I mention? Oh, a used inkwell. He's going to take a sniff of the tobacco, just to make sure, because he thinks it might be catnip, but he's disappointed. It's not. It is not catnip. <laughs> this isn't where you get your fix. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's so, pocket. I think that completes your investigation for for the known area. Can I check under the bed? You may certainly check under the bed. You'll probably find some old dirty clothes, realistically. Okay, check those. The pockets. <laughs> sure, but, like, you found... You, you kind of got, got the stuff you were looking for at this point. Um, Hannah with a 10. I want to say there's something, but um, next to a nat 20, it's it's kind of... You're one step, one step behind all the excitement... Yeah. Which is fine. Moral support, possibly. Okay, so the next step is... uh, What's next for you two? The room where there were all the, like, cabinets and we found the rock feather, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, I I included that in this. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that that room included a, a terrarium with some uh, insects and glowy moss, a bunch of plants, lots of disorganized books, um, and broken glass where some things were stolen. Hmm. Can I attempt to see if I can, like, can I do another arcana to see if any of these strike me as the the oils? Uh, Yes, you may. The essential oils. Um... 13. Okay, with a 13 you do find some oils, so you have an idea of what type of bottle it would be in, Um, because you can see the the progression of expensive oils and how the bottles get more and more intricate. (laughs) Okay. 
so it'll be easier to recognize later. So, I, like, I, I, kind of, I think at that point, Hannah kind of, like, steps up again and goes, um, so it doesn't look like we found the oil sim? I found a few, I believe. A few that I overlooked last time. Here, take a, take a good look. If you see anything like this, let me know. Okay. Okay. Now Hannah also knows what that will look like in the future. Yep. Okay. And... Um, I don't know. I Six is going to see, like, a book sort of on the floor, like, like this, like, splayed out, um, with its pages all, like, bent, and he doesn't like that, and he picks it up off the floor just to tidy, and takes a glance at what the cover says. The Joy of Alchemy. He puts it on the shelf. A classic. So let's figure out where you're going next and then bounce back to everyone else. So I think it's the hatch now, isn't it? We can also take another look at that body. Possibly. True. If you want me to do this, I will. I didn't take a very good look. Um, not that I want to, of course, but I might as well see if I can see anything that we may have missed the first time around. Give me another investigation check. Um, for the hatch, can you do an investigation check, Hannah? Let me, let me double yeah. check oh, something. I'm so good at those. You know, I wanted to say checking for traps is perception, but you know the trap is there. So, yeah. Another, that's a six on my investigation. It's certainly still there. Um, I, I think with the six, you kind of figure out. So what happens is that Hannah lifts the corner. It sprays a little bit and, and, and she drops it. And I think what Hannah figures out with a six investigation is what side of the mechanism, what side the mechanism is on. What side the thing comes out of. That's very generous for a six. <laughs> that is very generous. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. Can I take a quick look at the body before heading down? Yes, uh, you may. Give me an investigation right. as well. No, yeah, he's he's done all the investigation. He's, like, kind of tuckered out from all this perceptiveness. He got a oh. three. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, that's a dead body of an elderly elf. So, down the hatch. Uh, I guess so. So, let's go to other people as you two can figure out what you're doing. Hey, Lavar and Yor, can I get perception checks? Mm-hmm. Yay! Welcome back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> God, I only rolled a seven. Okay. Oh, 17. Right, so where did you say you were heading first? To the um, to the hotel or the Anvil Paradise? Anvil Paradise. Onward. Okay, we're going to the Anvil Paradise. Ah, uh, yeah, what did we get for perceptions? We got a seven for Elevara. Mm-hmm. And a 17 for your. 
So along the way, um, I, I'm going to say that yours is probably leading the way since you do live in part of this neighborhood. You live in some part of the slant. And you head over the... Can't I just sleep in the basement of the blushing busk? That would be convenient, yeah. It would also be kind of funny, because the blushing busk has a lot of bits. And uh, you're basically sleeping on a potato sack. Sweet. You know, it's probably comfy they in can, a basement, They can though. give me an old mattress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of awkward, though. <laughs> probably still better than what you find in other places, though. More comfy. Yes. Yeah, so you head over the High Bridge, which is the southernmost bridge over the Coal River, and through the wind-down district next to the docks, until you get to the Grey Guilds. Can we converse at all, Kalei? Or yes, is go right happen? ahead. Oh, yeah, y- yours been dying to ask about the whole Elkana relation oh, thing. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, only if she's Ilvar's w- willing. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I think Izzy, I think you're along the way definitely like passes someone they know when like is able to wave. Someone you met at a gig somewhere, uh, not like one of your close, close friends, but you know, in passing just, oh my gosh, have you ever been around someone who just like waves to 10 people on the way to anywhere? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's kind of like that, but like. Again, it's none of your, like, super close friends, but, like, you know, you've you've met these people. You've been at different taverns performing often enough where this is, like, a thing. And, yeah, so along the way, break open that egg, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, Elevara is just walking. Uh, She seems satisfied to be in silence, but not in that... um, not that demeanor where, like, she clearly does not want anyone to talk to her. Just, like, just walking. She just doesn't say anything. Well, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Your goes, uh, hey, Olivara, would you like me to play a song for the way? She hesitates. Ye- yes, I would like that. Okay, so you're... Pops out the accordion and plays plays a tune. It's like, like subdued for walking. <laughs> I like it. Insert accordion music here, Justin. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> well, they're not good at approaching things either. <laughs> they, they didn't kind of uh, test the waters, like. Elevara, would you be willing to talk about being related to Elfana, like you said, or should I not ask? Why should you not ask? I don't know. I just like to leave options open for people. Sometimes... She is renowned here, is she not? Oh, very much so. It's fine. Um, I am a descendant. From her line. That's very cool. How, did, how does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> uh, I came here to learn more. I have not... Mm, 
she just seems to like struggle figuring out what she wants to say. I'm still learning. She seems like she was a great person in her time. Oh, for certain. I used to um, uh, portray her sometimes in cool historical plays. Uh, not that I profess to know over much, not more than others, but she inspired me to do some uh, do some more do gooding and such. I think she inspires a lot of people. <laughs> she turns to you like just stops and it like. <laughs> Uh, I don't imagine she has expressions fairly often, but she definitely is like eyebrows up, eyes kind of wide. You do plays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, when I came here, I matched up with a, a little acting troupe and we, we do performances all over the city. Mostly in front of the statue, as most people do. But I would like to see this one day. Oh, I'd love to have you in your audience. I do enjoy your music at the busk. Oh, thank you. I did not forget. Uh, you're a very stunning guard. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Start walking again. <laughs> there are good people there. Yeah, the city's full of such good people. Like you. Oh, <laughs> you too. No, stop blushing. <laughs> slap cell. Slap cell. <laughs> Do you have family here? Oh, uh, well, I call the acting uh, troop family, but nothing of relation. You? Not here, no. I left them behind to go on this pilgrimage, you could call it. Ooh. That is very noble. It's a long way from home. Aww. Did you only come here with your troop? Oh, no, I met them here. Oh. If they leave, will you leave? Ah, uh, I don't think they have any plans to. Uh. Good. <laughs> will you stay with your business here, too? For a time, yes. Uh-huh. Well, keep me updated. I want to know how everything goes. And if I can help with anything. Thank you. Yeah. It It is good we have found a relationship with the guild. Oh, yes. I think I can learn more now. Yes, there's a lot of hands, hands up that are offered in the city. It's an interesting city. Mm-hmm. Just going to express that, uh, things that we're doing. I hope that you know, everything can stay kind of joyful despite you know uh, do I even need to mention it? Right. <laughs> it seems that things will be in order soon. Yes, I hope so. Okay. You arrive at the front of the Anvil Paradise. The sign is a big Painted anvil with sparks coming out of it. Very similar to the Smith and Guild tattoos. The anvil paradise is a very sturdy alehouse. It's the main gathering location for members of the Smithing Guilds, the Fellowship of the Spitting Hammers, 
So that includes blacksmiths, goldsmiths, silversmiths, etc. It's especially full at night or midday, and we are during the lunch rush right now. So it is located (laughs) near the smithing section of Elvana Stand on the edge of the Great Guilds District. So this is a a big building with, I want to say, about three stories and uh, probably like a bit of a courtyard in the back, as most of these places have like, you know, like a, a little bit of an outdoor space. Do you enter? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you enter, the air of the room rushes at you. It's very warm. It smells sweetly of meats and beer and sweat. And there's a line of cloak hoods on hooks next to the door. Uh, the first thing you notice is that not only is everything extremely solid, it seems like this place was basically built on favors from smiths in the area. So every table you see is not just like a wooden slab table. All of the fixings are there. Every single chair is... Could, you could probably fit, you know, a person made of stone on it. It could hold so much weight. The main floor has large benches and tables, each one completely reinforced by ironworks. In the middle of the room is an opening to the floor below. And over a dozen heavy chains rise triangularly to a metal ring on the ceiling, two floors above. There's a balcony above the main floor with some larger tables, and the railings are absolutely finely crafted. Every so often, the chains rattle and the whole place is i want to say 80 percent capacity and full of loud people who are all very pretty heavily muscled so Hmm. a tall smiling half-orc passes by with a platter of steaming food above his head and calls out grab an empty table won't you uh your we don't want to stay long uh In parentheses, please do the talking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, goodness. Um, hmm. Does anyone not look super occupied? I mean, there are people eating. There's clearly a couple of servers going in and out of some doors to the back. And there's a a big half-ogre behind the bar serving up a couple of drinks. They're probably very busy, too. (laughs) We should find some... That bar person is probably the best to speak to. Yeah. Okay, well, this is my personal nightmare, but you're probably (laughs) able to... uh... Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Shimming up to a bar to get someone's attention is very busy. That's something I can handle. I will help clear the way. <laughs> Smack. Smack. <laughs> I mean, you're certainly not necessarily out of place, because you're both, you know... I I think both of you did not describe yourselves as necessarily beefy. 
However, um, a lot of people are here with friends and coworkers, and you know, there's a group in the back that's definitely singing at the top of their lungs. So <laughs> maybe you stick out less in how you look and more in how quiet you are. <laughs> So, are you heading over to the the ogre bartender? Yeah. Ogre bartender? Okay. He finishes filling up an amazingly heavy amount of tankards. Hands them out to people at the bar. Turns you and says, What can I get you? I love how you want something. Well, right? <laughs> Do I want something? I'm going to roll, actually. Go for it. I'm gonna roll a D100. If it's above fifty, I will let you or buy me a drink. <laughs> we did just walk a very long way. A drink would be nice. <laughs> Probably can even maybe even get something warm. Imagine. Ooh. Hi there. <laughs> can, can we get uh Two cups of mead, and uh, any information about uh, Marek, if he's here? Is it a he? I don't know. Or out of character. Um, I don't think I mentioned pronouns. I don't think he did. Huh? Just, like, slip in, like, and hey, can we know about this person? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so casual. Marv's busy. How many? It's important. Uh, two, and we're coming from the Mercenaries Guild. It's something, something abound. Well, he goes to fix the drinks. Doesn't mention that, just says, huh. And at some point, <laughs> bellows across the room. <laughs> Do it, Do it, Lizzie. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Wonder, someone's here about Marob. Excellent. He, he turns over to you and says, Wendell will be right with you. Aw, oh, thanks so much. <laughs> Keep a charming smile. Like, oh, no, it's too nice. I love our just for. He works with people. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he's soft. Hi, Charisma Versus. <laughs> You're welcome. Ilavara reaches for a mug. The same mug that you are reaches for at the same time. <laughs> Just very briefly. Oh. Grab the other one. <laughs> I hope you like me. I'm sorry. I didn't know what to get you. Oh, thank you. I did not know what would be available. Drinks are strange on the surface. Ooh. What do you usually fancy? I'm gonna make a bluff check to pretend like I like this drink. <laughs> <laughs> I got a ten. Can I do an insight? A counter insight? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> just too honest it's like oh, yep. mm -hmm. normally things are fermented with mushrooms ooh that's awesome they're not normally this sweet 
<laughs> it's good though. Oh yay! Thank you. Yeah, anytime. After a couple of minutes of you two flirting unashamedly, um, <laughs> a uh, hobgoblin woman comes over to you and says, "Hey, um, when did Tem spring? Uh, Brooke over here, call me over. Is there something I can do for you both?" Hi, yes, we're looking for Marab. We came from the Mercenaries Guild. We were hired by them. Gosh. How uh, hot is the hobgoblin? Uh, <laughs> very important. <laughs> Big, busy mom energy. <laughs> um, I I think I wrote down that Wenda looks like... Please don't hate me if I say, like, a Betty Davis with sunset-colored skin. She has a good smile and very nice eyes, but she also looks um, completely ready to throw down with anyone who gives her shit. I love it. Nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, Marab's a bit busy at the moment, but uh, maybe you can catch her after the next fight, huh? It is not something that can wait. Okay, I'm like, I'm busy, so like... You need to go talk with her then. <laughs> Where can we find her? Walking away, she just points to the chains in the distance that are um, that are just every so often you'll just hear a, a, the loud sound of them clanking and then some cheers from below. Oh no. There is also a a bit of a drum beat. So Oh no. Oh yeah. Yor, we're going to have to get into a fight pit in order to earn <laughs> Marov's time to talk to her. Uh, <laughs> interesting. It's <laughs> like sips some weed, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will drink this foul thing even though I hate it. <laughs> but I don't want Yor to feel bad. Aww. So I'll down it. Blah. <laughs> Okay. Are you ready, Yor? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. I will lead the way, because I have to, like, shove people aside. <laughs> uh, uh. Yep. Uh. Yor can do, like, a, a tail tap on the opposite shoulder kind of deal. <laughs> Get someone to the way. I love that. <laughs> huh? <It's> so mean. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Okay. So you head over to look into the pit and you see another hobgoblin woman and a a pretty well-built half-elf who does not seem to be doing pretty well. Mm. And at least 20 spectators. Wow. Okay, and that's where we go back to go back to the trapdoor situation. So Six is just gonna wait for Hannah to lift that up, and he's gonna head in there. Lift it up. Cool, give me a constitution. Prepare herself. <laughs> Saving throw. <laughs> you nerd. <laughs> sorry. Which one was that? Sorry, constitution? Constitution saving throw. Both of you. Oh, yeah. Get it. And I get advantage. Um, I believe Ring of Resistance gives you... So you have resistance, which means advantage. Don't need it. 19. 
There we go. So 18 total. So an 18 and a 19, you're both able to shrug it off, and one of you gives a very cute sneeze. I'll let you two pick which one. (laughs) And you both um, get on a ladder that takes you downwards. So, Hannah, okay, I feel like it could have been either of us. Which one sneezed? (laughs) Which one had the cutest sneeze? Okay, Okay. (laughs) Hannah has a cute sneeze. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to do anything um, before going down the ladder? And what order are you going down in? Do you want to attempt to disable this? Do you want to attempt to, um, do you want to shut the door? or leave it open. What would you like to do? So I think Six was going first because Hannah was like holding the latch open. I don't know if she'd be clever enough to think to disable the mechanism. <laughs> so I think that would be entirely up to Six as he goes down. I don't think he's going to think of it either. He's going to think about the looking at what's inside here before he thinks about disabling it because he's impatient. Also, I have a the light cantrip. So I believe I'm going to cast that. It says you touch one object that is no larger than 10 feet in any dimension. Till the spell ends, the object shall it sheds bright light in a 20 foot radius. Okay, great, because this place is dark. Gonna touch. I'm gonna boop Hannah on the nose, and it's gonna light. <laughs> <laughs> How dare. And it's red. It's red. Read off the reindeer over I here. I Hannah. a red nose. <laughs> okay, so she immediately puts her hand over her nose to stop herself being fucking like Oops on the nose. <laughs> no, to like because there's going to be a very bright light shining in her eyes <laughs> directly from her nose. That was not very well thought out on my part. <laughs> so she just like covers her face and she goes. I could hold out a sword. I have a torch. <laughs> Put this out, please. Okay. Put the light and spell on six- torch. <laughs> six dismisses it promptly and says, I'm sorry. That was not well thought out. She just holds out like her morning star and just goes, end of that, that'll do. Okay. And he does that. And it's still red. Fine. <laughs> it's almost like a dark room now. But he still says boop quietly when he touches it. And that's a verbal component, is boop. Um, okay, so you head down the ladder. You do not undo the trap. And is the door shut or open when you head down? The shut. door is shut. Okay. She would think to shut it, but wouldn't think to get rid of the trap mechanism. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, this ladder goes down quite a ways. Like, gosh, I was about to compare it to Minecraft. That's not a good comparison. But <laughs> at some point, I, I think you, you're you unable to really figure out if the distance is, like, how long you've been going. Oh, like, great. <laughs> It's not great. It's not fast going either, but the ladder is pretty sturdy. 
Uh, the walls are cut stone. Wow. I can't believe this was all under the the table. Are we going into sewers? I think we're going into hell. Oh. She just says back to back to you in infernal. I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> Wait, I think six feet's infernal too. <laughs> I <laughs> This is my new favorite um, trope. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? Language, Draconic, Common, Elvish, Infernal. So he says back to her in Infernal. Um, it was just a joke, Hannah. No, don't worry. Oh, okay. Back in Common immediately. <laughs> okay. So you all, you both reached the bottom of the ladder. Also, he's low-key surprised that Hannah knows Infernal. <laughs> that she knows, like, a second language fluently, let alone Infernal. She's got two other languages. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to tell you which ones, though. You're going to have to find out. <laughs> you reach the bottom of the ladder, which opens to a room that has a nice, nice arch over it. it the floor is well-tiled with nice light tiles, and as you sit down on the floor, you can see the tiles of the floor ripple with a faint light, and it goes up the wall, and there are doors on either side. There are four doors with a weird light between each of them that glows a nice light blue, and on your right, there are two far doors, a long bench with very nice looking leather seat and at the far end is a larger grand door six's like knees are wobbling a bit after the ladder so he takes a bit of time to take this all in i think as as, as hannah's about five foot from four she just like lets go and just goes and just jumps down <laughs> And Six Lake is a startled yeah. It's really nice because there's a cool ripple effect of, of the floor. It's not like a textural difference. It's about the light and the way the light is reflected off all the individual tiles. So, uh, underground emergency bunker? Well, and then Six just shrugs. He's not sure what to think of this. Where to first? I have no idea. Um, I'm just none of my training prepared me for this. Um, so she's just gonna hold the morning star kind of like above her head, like she would a torch, and just head towards the bigger, grander door. Okay, six is gonna follow. So you're going towards the big, big door at the end. Yep. Okay. Are you doing anything on my way? Just looking around. Yeah. Okay. Give me perception checks, both of you. Oh, 13. 17. Okay. With a 17, you notice the doors are almost completely identical. And with a 13, you notice that that bench looks pretty comfortable and maybe even uh, not brand new. Like it, you know, the people have sat on it before. This is used. Yeah. Okay, so you get to the big, big door. 
Okay, who goes up first to the big, big door? I guess I'm going to just go up and try and push on it and see if it opens first off. It does. It is completely unlocked. Oh. Kind of look back and just... Oh, I don't know what we're getting ourselves into. Push it and go in. Are we miles underground where no one will hear us scream? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so Six is going to stick his head in there and see what there is to see. Okay. Ahead of you is an octagonal room with a full mosaic floor. Whereas the floor behind you was just individual light-colored tiles, this is a full mosaic. The walls are whitewashed plaster with intricate pattern work, and the ceiling hits a dome of what looks like filtered sunlight. But it can't be because it's so far underground. Across from you, Across the middle, where there's a waist-high table, uh, a dais with individual moving parts full of symbols and runes marked into stone. And beyond that is a very, very large, a doubly large door that is entirely circular and is surrounded by runes in stone. Hmm. The runes inlaid in the table have a sparkling iridescence that match the runes around the outside of the conservatively, I'm going to say, maybe 10 to 15 feet in diameter doorway. Hmm. There's nothing on the other side right now. It's just more wall. Uh, Six is going to look at the table and see if he can identify the runes. Give me that arcana check. Alright, here we go. Honestly, Hannah just like kind of looks in and goes, Uh, I can't see any of the oils in here. That is very fair. Six gets a 15. Okay. With a 15, you know that there is a spell called Teleportation Circle, and that it requires circles and runes. And that it's possible for very good mages to make a permanent version of it. Hmm. Six looks around and he says, I think this may be a teleportation pad. Oh. Very futuristic. And he's going to go up to the door and give it a light touch. The portal area? Yeah. The big, big circle door. Okay, give me an arcana check again. Uh, please be careful. I'll be fine. Gets a five arcana. Um, ooh, it's a five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, your hand slips and something activates. Get out, sales, quick, please. <laughs> Six bolts backwards, almost slipping on his robes. <laughs> Comically. There is a spell of sulfur. Uh, you can see where your hand um, hit something on the table in a certain way that made it shift just a little bit. Mm. And the portal forms. It forms up, and when it hits, when the, the magic 
bright magic energy hits at the middle, hits at the very center of it, it opens, and through it, you can see some terrible darkness. Uh. Like the world, a color of a fresh, deep purple. Well, it's good that we don't have sanity in this game. Um, <laughs> you said I shoved the table slightly out of alignment, and this is what produced it? Yes. Um, I'm going to try to shift it back. Okay. I want an arcana check, and from Hannah, I want a dexterity saving throw. Oh, great. Okay. 19. 20 on the deck save. Okay. Okay, so with a 19, Six is able to recognize exactly what moved in what direction and move it back with enough speed, and Hannah is able to jump out of the way as some sort of terrible dark tentacle comes through the portal and then is sliced off by the portal closing. She just grabs Six's hat, like arm and just runs out of that room. Six is like, wait! What was that? We could dissect it! That was something... That was something beyond both of us. We either check the other rooms now, or we go. I'm not dealing with that. Alright. Alright. Let's check the other rooms. I will not touch anything that looks... Magic. Okay, I won't touch anything weird. We'll come back right, with the right, four of us, maybe, if we feel the need to. If there's anything that demands us coming back. Is that okay, Hannah? You can do that without me, then. I'm not touching that again. Let's just go. Okay. Six is gonna go into the first door quickly. The first door um, on his right in the hallway. To save some time, all of these doors are unlocked. Okay. Pushes it open. Presumably the lock was at the top of the of the ladder. Um, you know, as you do. So you open up and it is a bunch of armor and weapons that are in different states of disrepair. Hmm. Some of them have telltale signs of magic runes on them, and some of them don't. Hannah, you're the the one who knows more about steel than I do. Yes. Here, take a look. Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. She, she looks inside. <laughs> Just getting her mind off of the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> some of these things are actually really nice and pretty, and it would be cool to have one. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think Hannah has ever been tempted to steal anything. Um, but this is, might be... The closest, the closest she's ever gotten to to yeah. the sin of avarice, <laughs> right? So, yeah, I could spend all day just looking and ah, uh, no, no, we're here for a reason. Let's get the oils and go. All right. Yeah. There's also a work table in that room, so if I don't see the bottles and stuff on it. I'm just not going to do anything. I'm not going to take anything. Alrighty. And on to the next door. In that room, it it's actually 
behind that door is a room that is way too large for what the space should account for. And there are a bunch of stone stone walls, and many of the walls are either covered with what used to be straw targets that are now absolutely decimated, or are just blasted to near rubble. So, as far as you can tell, this is probably either some sort of practice room or testing room, or, um, I don't know, scream space? <laughs> That's where I would go to scream. So there's no uh, signs of any bottles or anything? No, it's actually almost completely empty. Okay, so I think we can move on. I'd love to have a room like that, but yes. And Six is just like bored with all this uh, martial stuff, but he, he's keeping it to himself. He pushes open the door <laughs> to the third room. The third room? It It's almost like walking into a... um. I wouldn't necessarily call it a library. It's more of a scattered collection of scrolls that are completely disorganized. It's basically like having a wall of a wine cellar with that kind of slats (laughs) where you would keep wine bottles and scrolls. And it's an absolute mess. It's a nightmare. You do see what you think might be a shelf with bottles okay. on it, though. Six is, like, now interested, but he goes inside, he's gonna divert <laughs> his attention from the rows and rows of scrolls to the shelf with bottles in it and see what he thinks of that. So, uh, behind a couple rows of inks that are well-stoppered and waxed, you find some of the bottles that you've been looking for. Take them. There is a very small row at the back. They are not collecting dust because they're kept in a cabinet, but those are undoubtedly what they are. Jackpot. Hannah, we've found what we came here for. Oh, thank fuck. <laughs> That's the first time you've heard her swear. I feel like she swears a lot. Okay. <laughs> thank fuck indeed. Our mission wasn't was a success. Let us ascend. Okay. Well, yes. Um, I think as I go back up, I don't know about you, but I think I'm just going to punch that mechanism until it breaks. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that again. Sounds good. So yeah, we're gonna go. <laughs> You're leaving me with an extra room, and it's just there now. What, the tentacle? (laughs) No, there was four rooms and you went into three and it's totally fine. Oh, I thought that was all of them. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. okay. (laughs) We're both very uh, one-track mind. Yeah, as as we kind of get back up to the top and I see where the mechanism is, I'm just going to take a gauntlet hand and start punching it <laughs> until it breaks. <laughs> it is kind of funny, because every time you punch it, a little bit of poison powder comes out until it just stops. <laughs> Throw in a yeah. few of those adorable sneezes. <laughs> <laughs> Gets the top, pushes the hatch back up, and escapes. <laughs> Okay. 
Anything else to add there before we switch over? I think I've seen far more than I wanted to. Yes, let's see what uh, what Yor and Ilavar are up to. Segway. Segway! <laughs> <laughs> and now, to our other heroes. So, Yor and Ilavara walk to the edge and look over the railing and see the half-elf who is getting absolutely beaten up by this hobgoblin lady. Um, she does look a fair bit like Wanda, and it's almost hard to tell if this is the Master Shieldbreaker, because Master Shieldbreaker normally wears a helmet, and, you know, you don't always see someone who wears a helmet without their helmet. So it can be hard at a glance to see who's who. To tell them by face. But at the bottom of the Anvil Paradise is... A 20-foot diameter circle of white sand, speckled with some blood now, outlined by a ring of large metal stakes in the ground about half a meter apart. To these are attached chains on a carabiner, and one of them has been unattached and is being used by Marib to swing around and absolutely just... Smack the shit out of this guy. On the outside of the ring are easily about 20 people. And they're cheering. Um, and about 10 feet away, someone with space so that they can see the inside of the ring is someone with a large drum, uh, kind of just keeping a beat going through all of this. And it really gets, gets the blood flowing. The whole thing is incredibly loud and rowdy. Oh. <laughs> She really was busy. <laughs> That's for yeah. Um The participants are not wearing armor. And after a few minutes of watching, uh, the half-elf just puts his hands up and goes, Okay, you got me. That was a good one. Okay. No hard feelings? He goes, mm-mm, no. And he leaves the ring. And then... She, she, you know, she raises her arms and the crowd cheers and goes, Thank you! Thank you! Who's next? Uh, how do we get her attention? Uh, ain't that the question. <laughs> she called down to her before a contender steps forward. Does it look like anybody's, like, the, uh, uh like an MC? <laughs> Tends to it, uh, or like tending to her non-corner. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, this isn't, not really corner. No, um, I, she has a chair on one side to tend to herself. So, outside of the ring, the ring itself is kept empty. You know, she rehooks that chain on. So, yeah. Oh, and the drumming stopped when the game stopped. Of course. Oh, that's something less to compete with. Yeah, slightly. <laughs> uh, well, it has to be instantaneous. I'm like, thaumaturgy, but... I... Yeah, that could work to get your your voice up. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, okay, I guess uh, 
Nora uses Thaumaturgy to have a louder voice and calls out uh, uh, Mercenary Guild representatives are here. Like a word. Marib looks up. Not too happy about that. Doesn't have a smile on her face. Um, thick brows furrowed. I'll meet you in the back. Okay, thanks. Vor <laughs> <laughs> is not as embarrassed as I am. <laughs> okay, so are you waiting? There are some doors back to the kitchen. Yep, we go, and I guess we figure out where the fuck the back is. Alright. So you're going to the the kitchens? Are you yeah. asking someone? I, or would that be... I was just going to say... <laughs> that'd be a child. If there's, if there's someone like a bodyguard or something... uh. I I guess that's who Ilvar would look for first to ask. She knows what the, the child is oh, like. Oh, yeah. Uh, like if there's a bouncer or something. Yeah. There actually yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't one, but you know that there probably should be. Everyone's there should a bouncer be. here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, God. Are there any other doors? Well, the, I guess the kitchen would be in the inn behind us. It, it's not an inn, it's an alehouse. It's an yeah, alehouse, So they yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. lodging, is, is specifically it. Um, but they do have kitchens because they do serve dinner. So Okay, so I guess we'll just go back the way we came. Find, was it Wenda? Wenda, yes. So, yeah, we'll just go back out to the front, or at least Ilvara will, and hope that your follows. Yeah. Uh, and if Wenda is visible walk up to her just to clarify where we should go yeah she barely stops as she goes to drop off a full just a full platter of um (laughs) it's all pies like it's all (laughs) (laughs) meat pies (laughs) basically um pies and what look like calzones um Uh, i want to eat here (laughs) She doesn't stop when she goes, go past the kitchen and make a left and then out the back door. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Thank thank you. Uh, Well, there we go. You're after you. Hey, everyone's so helpful. (laughs) So cheery. What a lovely text. (laughs) (laughs) So they'll go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the kitchen is somehow hotter than the inside than the interior. Um, and there are a couple ovens, and you can see the protection uh, set up for a lot of pies. Oh. Yep, and you find the back door pretty easily. It's actually open to the air, to the cold luncheon air, and um, in the yard. You are there for half a second. You don't have to wait long till Marib comes through, and... Uh, she has found a little bit of a cloak along the way, which helps because otherwise she is wearing basically a bandeau top. <laughs> so, not not much. Oh. Um. Okay, what can I do for you? 
Hey, sorry about the interruption, but there's some pressing business. Uh, as you might have noticed, they didn't send word through the Master, master Spell right. Yeah. And there is quite a reason for that. Yeah, okay. Actually, <laughs> before you before you say anything else, Ilvar mm-hmm. will do a quick perception check and make sure we're alone. Okay. Go yes. I only got an eight. Yeah. I'm really good at this. That you are generally speaking alone. As much as you can tell. And you trust cool. your dark vision, even though it's daytime. <laughs> so what what did you ask her? You said notice how there wasn't a um message? Yep. What, something happened? It's only been like a day, maybe. Since you last saw him? Since I last saw who? The master spell right. Yeah, I mean, we came in together. I, uh, yeah. Wait, has it really been a day? It's been like two days, three days. Okay. It's been two overnights. Okay, that's what I was like. Oh, shit. Is my perception off? Okay. Okay. It seems, since Il- or Yor seems uncomfortable talking about <laughs> death, yeah. I will do it. He's dead. She takes a beat. She sits down. Takes takes a moment. And, uh... Are you sure about that? Unfortunately, yes. And he's been dead for some time. Okay, I only saw him like a day or two ago, so... How? You need to come to the guild as soon as possible, please. Alrighty, I, uh... I'm just gonna go get my, um, get my, my, you know, my armor. And, uh, uh, how about so that I'm not walking through the whole, the whole tavern with my armor, I'll meet you around the side. Nod. Okay. Yeah. Great. So just to clarify, though, he's been dead for at least three days. So you have the, the day, the day that they were at Fort Waterdown. You had the, that night they came back. And during that night, the, whatever it was, the, the sculpture that took his face, um, came back in his stead as him. And then it's been one overnight since then. So. Okay. Yeah. Came back in his stead. It's been an overnight. And early the next morning, you went out as a party with Mm -hmm. Carpathius. And you were there all day. And then it's been another overnight. Okay. Mm -hmm. It lines up. Yeah. So do you do it, she asks? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're waiting along the side, and Marib, on her way out the door, says, Look, it's just a short thing. I'll promise I'll be back. Have a good time, Wenda. And she walks out. She's not wearing the armor. The armor is actually in, like, a sack on her back. I appreciate the haste. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not quite clanking, like it's packed up and everything, but at the same time, it's not necessarily the most discreet. But certainly more discreet than walking through town wearing armor that everyone might recognize. Okay, what do you do from there? Uh we do need to gather your companion JT as well. 
if we might detour there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That'll be a trip. <laughs> How does Mara seem now? Uh, slightly distracted. Mm. Mm. Was she in love with the master spell, right? Sense motive. Wait, wrong game. Insight. Wait, which? Yes. yes. Insight. Natural Ooh. one. You suspect that perhaps. <laughs> mm, yes. Ilavara is now shipping people. <laughs> I think that even though we didn't hit everything we wanted to hit, we kind of saw... I think we're kind of at a point. So we have... Six and Hannah, who presumably are on their way back, but are currently at the eccentric eclectic. Unless it took us like a really, really long time to ascend and descend that ladder, and it happens to line up time-wise. <laughs> I'm generally going to say that if, unless you did something along the way, or something happens along the way, you would get back to the mercenary company headquarters by early afternoon-ish. If that happened. Yeah, I don't think we did anything else on the way. <laughs> I don't think Hannah would have let Six do anything else along the way. She's just like, we need to get back to them. <laughs> Your and Ilavara have one, one person in tow. And they're attempting to find another person. And I think that's where we're gonna where we're gonna cut cut the day. So yep. cool. After awesome. outro time. Nice job. Nice job. Yeah. That was, I think that could have been worse with bouncing back and forth. There was a lot of downtime, but we, at the end of it, I'm really happy with that one. City in Snow is part of Novi Studios and takes place in the setting of Lanamora ages before the events of the Legends of Lanamora podcast. To find more City in Snow content, share your thoughts or predictions, or keep with the silliness, check out the Twitter account City in Snow. Thank you again to my wonderful players. How can people find you all? This is Anna, and you can find me at Unruly Cryptid on Twitter, or you can visit my website, AnnaHannon.com. I'm Lane, and you can find me at Line the Order on Twitter, or if you want to see some of my upcoming work, at Star Harpy Studio on Twitter. Hi, this is Izzy, and you can find me and my art and writings through at Squishy Night on Twitter. I'm Miranda, and you can find me at Brotato Farm on Twitter and itch.io. This is Lizzie. You can find me at Lizzie underscore VR on Twitter. That's L-I-Z-Y-1-Z underscore VR on Twitter. To check out more shows and streams from Novi Studios, visit novistudio.io and ovistudio.io. That's all from us. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.